Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad and Hoffman. Hello, everybody. I was going to do the hey, hey, hey that you do, but that's your signature. <laughs> hey, hey. Did you, did, you ever see, uh, did you ever see Sister Act? Oh, man, that's yeah but i don't remember it oh yeah. my goodness this guy's in pure freedom you guys are listening to this you heard me talk about this already in the facebook lives we do but <laughs> the first movie in sister act because there's two of them they're so funny i never i grew up in a bubble i guess i didn't know about these movies until i got <laughs> married but they're so hilarious and the first one there's this nun that just she's like my favorite actress in any movie and there's this moment where all the nuns that are at this church um, are introducing themselves to a new nun that's coming in and this funny, hilarious nun, she goes, hey, hi, hello. And she ends in like a little giggle after. Hey, hi, hello. Hey, okay. hi, hello. So we go, hey, hi, hello. <laughs> Next time we'll do hey, hi, hello. Yeah, it could be our, <laughs> could be our ritual that we do from now yeah. on. Uh, yeah, ritual. Hey, thanks for leading me into that. It's actually what we're going to talk about today. Funny enough, we're going to talk about rituals. And I think that you might be wondering, what does that mean? When you think of rituals, you know, that, that sounds really traditional, might sound creepy. I don't know what you're thinking, but... What we mean by rituals is the pattern of behavior that we enter into before we look at porn. I know that we've talked about triggers in the past. We've talked about maybe the patterns of behavior in our life that lead us to porn. But rituals are this very specific thing that we enter into without our thinking, really, that will lead to porn. They're part of that cycle of addiction that we're not even aware of is running in our background of our life. And I think that it's important to know about rituals of the things that we do that lead us to porn because then we can break out of them. We can have a better understanding and self-awareness of our life so that we are aware and we know when we're kind of in that cycle again and we know maybe how to come back from it and get out of it. 
Otherwise, really, we're just kind of a slave to this pattern that, like I said, is running in our background and you don't even know that it's going on and you don't know how to break out of it because you don't know what's happening. So yeah, this is a really helpful, I think, and practical because these are things that help Matt and I too, kind of the self-awareness piece here, but rituals. Yeah, let's talk about rituals and, and what this what this kind of looks like for us. It really is self-awareness and it's it's nice to be aware of of how we're made to and things that we don't realize. I remember there's this documentary I was watching on this guy who, who he didn't have a memory. I think it was a brain injury that he had. And so he would just, every five seconds, he'd sit with him and every five seconds he'd say something that like he just repeated. So you're like, hey, hi, hello, Braddon. <laughs> and then five seconds later, hey, hi, hello, Braddon. And, and he just had no memory. And so then they were doing this study and research on him. And then he would just in the middle of re- repeating himself for like an hour, he'd get up and be like, you know, I, I think I want to go get some, some peanut butter. And he'd go and he'd, you know, go into the right cupboard in his kitchen and he'd get this peanut butter uh, and he'd go to the washroom and he could do all that himself. And then he'd come back. And if you told him new information, he couldn't register. And he would, he would uh, say like, Oh, what's the weather today? And what's the weather today? Cause it was new information, but the things that were a ritual in his life that was deeply ingrained and it wasn't a conscious thing it wasn't something that he was like he he had, he had to think about and i mean it's kind of like for us in our in our house like i was even i was even just thinking in our kitchen the other day i'm like do i actually think about how many you know steps it takes to go around my island and i was just <laughs> kind of being silly or whatever with my boy but but i was going around and i'm like i could do this with my eyes closed because it's a ritual you don't yeah. have to think about yeah. it right so there's things like that in our life. And I mean, it's a, it's genius that we're made that way. God made us that mm-hmm. way because if not, our brain would be overloaded. If we have to, if we had to think about oh, everything totally. that we're doing, I mean, there's a lot that we're doing even right now. We're like breathing, our chest is going. Not and, thinking about it. Yep. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. <laughs> so if we had to think about everything, it'd be too much, but it's, so there's a genius in that. But at the same time, just like anything, there's a, there's a positive and a negative to it. And so the negative to it is with pornography, we get into a ritual, we get into a, into a routine. And so often we don't realize the positions that we're putting ourselves in or the things that we're welcoming into our lives that are leading us into, into yeah. temptation or into fails and so, or stumbles. And so we just think like, Oh, I, I keep on stumbling or I got to get pornography out of my life. I got to get you know, software on my phone or whatever, but we don't realize what's leading us into it. Yeah. Like to put this in, in the light that maybe we get on a practical sense, I'll share two things. But I mean, I'm always amazed by, you know, a guy like say Steph Curry who can shoot a three-pointer the way that he does from like half court. Like I'm blown away by that. I could never do that. Like I've, I would be terrible at it. He spent how many hours practicing and practicing and practicing to the point where it's second nature where he can, he can shoot those three-pointers from the long ris- distance range. And so I, that's the practice component, the good component Matt's talking about. We, it can be really good for us, right? When we, we do something over and over and over and over again to the point where it's second nature. There's things like that in our life all the time that we're not even aware of, like Matt, you're saying. And I know that for myself. I've shared this story before, but uh, my parents' old home where they lived, where I grew up, I don't live there anymore. I haven't lived there in years, but sometimes when I'm driving by that street, I will actually put my blinker on and turn down there without even thinking about it. And I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I here? What's going on? And it's because I wasn't, you know, it's just this pathway that's in my brain. We call these neural pathways. We've talked about this before, these patterns of behavior that are in our life. And so on the negative side, how this works too, is we have negative behavior that we enter into that we've done over and over again. And that lead us in the second kind of nature without even giving it a thought. 
pattern of behavior that will lead to porn. And it's linked to porn. We understand that point A, you know, in our brain anyways, you know, it starts to release a little bit of that dopamine, right? That pulls us in, even if we're not looking at porn, because it's part of the pattern. It's part of the pathway. And then eventually it leads us to porn where we need more of that hit because we got a little bit, a little release at point A. Now we need to get to point Z. So we're going we're gonna to keep following that pattern. Did I say Z? Am I American? Yeah, you're, that- <laughs> you're American. I'm like, who is this guy over there? <laughs> point Z. Sorry, Canadians yeah. out there. Americans, you might, you'll understand me if I said yeah. saying Z, but... Yeah. yeah, you got to start saying hi instead of A. <laughs> yeah, that's huh? right. Process, process. You got to figure out which one you're going to say now. Yeah, anyways, let's, uh lost my train of thought there. You talk now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. I often laugh when I'm speaking because when I'm, when I'm public speaking, I seem, I've seen to make so many jokes about singing and how horrible of a singer I am. <laughs> my, my wife gives me material. It's funny too because she, one time I was singing and, and, she, and I was singing kind of quietly and I wanted to sing louder and and she was saying she's like Matt I, like babe like sing from your sing from your stomach or your gut or whatever not from your throat and I'm like I don't know how to do that so it sounds terrible so um, I'm like but I, I feel like honey I feel like if I want to sing loudly I don't know how to do it from my gut and she's like babe nobody wants to sing, wants to hear you sing loudly <laughs> like, that sounds like a dying cat right <laughs> and so I'm like not musical at all it's hilarious we laugh about it but the funny thing to me is that even when, even though I'm not musical, the way that our brains are wired, when I'm driving in a certain parking lot where I heard a certain song, when I drive to that parking lot again, that song comes to me. And so it's like, and you can probably relate to that, where it's like when you're in a certain situation or say you're on a holiday or something and you go to a place you've been to before and you're like, oh, this song is coming back to me and you just start singing it. It's a powerful way to learn to learn. Like when kids are in school, if you can teach them something in song, they remember it so much better than they do if they remember just kind of a normal conversation. And so it's a powerful thing in our brain because when when we're consuming something in song, it sticks in our brain. Where am I going with this? The same is true with video. With mm-hmm. video, it sticks in our brain way more than just images or something that's not a video. And so that's why, I mean, Jesus talks in parables because he wants to give us mental images, something that we can visualize. He speaks to us in dreams for the same reason because it really sticks. But when, we, when we're engaging in something that's a video, we're often so um, prone to going back to the, to the setting that we were in. Or when we're in a certain setting, it's going to lead us into a video that we watched before. So mm. when we're coming up to you know, a certain time of day or a setting in life, or circumstance in life where maybe we're alone, maybe it's a certain bedroom, a certain house, a certain road, whatever, where we've had a past sexual experience or a past experience where we're just watching pornography, That's uh, that, that experience has been implanted in our brain in a way that if it was just a picture or if it was just, you know, a written article, it wouldn't have been. And so we've got to be super careful with what has become a, a ritual in our life unknowingly that allows these these videos and these memories mm. to become more as more prevalent. So to kind of sum this up, what I'm saying is if we've been in a situation where we've, where we've watched pornography before, when we go back into that situation, even if pornography is not on our mind, even if we're not even tempted, just by going back into that situation, it's going to prompt something in our brains, even subconsciously, 
that brings those thoughts to life. And then we're setting ourselves up for failure mm-hmm. if we're not aware. Mm-hmm. So I hope that if it didn't make sense in my ramble, I hope that that summary kind of brought it all together and kind of makes some more makes, sense. Makes sense to me. Like when you, you do something that you get this flood of emotion and flood of feel good kind of chemicals, neurochemicals in your brain, like dopamine, that gets burned into your brain, burned into your, yeah. your being. And you associate everything with that, like the environment, what you were feeling, were you alone, were you with somebody, you know, you associate something with that. And that's kind of what happens with rituals, right? Like you associate an area with a feeling that the dopamine hit, the, the porn that you used, you associate maybe a feeling that you're feeling at the time. And maybe it's for some of you, it's like you, you were playing video games and all of a sudden you looked at porn you do that the second time. So you now you're starting to link gaming to porn. That feeling, that rush that you get, dopamine, when you look at porn, is now linked to going to gaming. And then if you add another, say maybe you're feeling not so good when you went to gaming. Maybe you feel lonely, maybe tired. Now when you're feeling lonely and tired, your response is, I'm going to go to gaming because that feels a little bit better. And then you're going to go to porn. Do you understand the pattern here of what we're trying to get at? Like This is what rituals do for us, right? We're not talking about like sometimes these... You know, like when we say breathing or other things we do, we don't really feel good when we're doing that. Like it's not, it's not as ingrained in, in, in such a powerful hold on us. We're talking about really powerful things that work in our minds that will always lead us. Like we have to advance the behavior. You link something to porn, you got to advance if you're at point A to point B. You have to, because you want more of that dopamine hit, that rush, that feeling. You want to, you want to feel good. So you got to keep advancing the behavior until eventually you get to porn. And then we all know what happens from there and whatever that that looks like, you know, hours or whatever. And you spend doing that and then you masturbate and then rinse and repeat, right? That's, that's kind of what happens. Yeah, exactly. I love in in scripture when Paul talks about submitting his mind to the spirit. And if we're not submitting our mind to the spirit, man, we're just, it's open season when we get in in these rituals because we're going to cave to something, Mm -hmm. whether we're caving to, to the Lord or and experiencing his joy or whether we're not and we're craving joy but we get it from somewhere else we're going to crave or we're going to cave to something so what what's your ritual like what's what's the situation in your life what's a even it might be a relationship or a person that mm. maybe you just you know make contact with this person and they're a person who was the first one to show you pornography or you had a sexual experience with this person or at their house what what do you do with that do you do you need to eliminate it if you can't eliminate it, what do you do with it? I really think it's powerful to understand that God's desire is to redeem everything. And if it's a scenario where you, you have to avoid a certain room, a certain, like even, for example, this is kind of funny, but like if someone sleeps naked and they can't handle it and they keep they keep yeah. touching themselves, that's true. put yeah. some clothes yeah. on, right? Like yeah. change the ritual, change the routine, change the setting, sleep on the other side of the bed, change something. So what's the ritual that leads to that? Because you're, you're sleeping naked in this example and going, oh, I can't stop masturbating at night. Well, maybe if you just changed the bed, maybe if you left the light on or, or outside left the door open where you usually sleep in the dark and you sleep in pajamas, you're changing the routine, you're changing your ritual. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden your brain is not in that same exact situation that it was where it always leads to masturbating. Right. 
So what's the routine in your life? What's the ritual that you've got to change? That was one for me. I'm like, man, I got to, I got to sleep with PJs. Yeah. And I started right. doing that. And not that it's going to, not that it, that's the answer, but it is a reminder that breaks up the cycle yep. that leads to, to pornography. And so then when it's a reminder and it's an obstacle in your normal routine that usually is just kind of subconscious, then you're thinking, okay, now I have time to think. Like this is getting in the way. It's giving me time to think and to realize why I'm in this battle. Yeah. And what we would recommend to you too is it can be really overwhelming to think you got to figure out this whole ritual that, that you enter into, all these points. You got to connect all the points. What we would say to you is start with what you're doing before you look at porn. Start with what you're doing before you masturbate, you know, and, and work your way back that way. Because often we, we don't have the self-awareness to know really where we began on this journey. We only think about porn. So what did you do before you looked at porn? And then go back from there, you know, start to link those together because Matt was saying like to break up that ritual, you have to have some awareness. And part of the problem when when we're struggling with porn is we have zero awareness. We don't know what's going on. We're not knowing what we're feeling. We don't really know what happened before we started looking at porn. So go back there, like use your last time that you looked at porn as a learning exercise. <laughs> Think about it right now. Totally. Like, like what you looked at porn. Okay. Let's go back from there. What, what happened 10 minutes, 20 minutes before you clicked? Like what, what were you doing? And then, and start to ask questions about that moment, pray about it. And then you can start to move your way back from there. Like I'm saying. And so, so do that, enter into that exercise, journal it, write it down so you can remember and start to realize that there's a whole pattern of behavior that you're living in that you don't even know about. And often a big part of it too is we enter into these rituals too because we are we have a void in our life at the moment. And to give you an example of this, we use David and we really like David in the Bible, but and it seems like we hammer on him a lot in this podcast. <laughs> but the rooftop incident, okay? If you don't know what that is, he was supposed to be at war. He was supposed to be fighting a battle, but instead he stayed home. He stayed home. He was at bed at night, decided to get up, go on the rooftop, and then he saw Bathsheba bathing. Now, for most of us that haven't really looked into this, that's as far as it goes. That's as far as we think about this event. We think it was a one-off. Matt and I were talking about this, but we really think that David, what he was doing was he was entering into a ritual. Now, when I talk about a void, one of the things we notice about the situation is David was not in the battle. He wasn't in the battle. Now, for him, that meant something different for him than it does for us, because for us, we're not taking up swords and storming a city, <laughs> but we have a battle every day. And part of that battle is, is that we need to be engaging, connecting with Jesus, and then living out of that. If we're not doing those two things, we're not in the battle anymore. And that's when we're really, really susceptible to entering into these rituals, like David was. He's alone at nighttime. He probably had lustful thoughts. He got up because about the story, I mean, man, wasn't this so interesting? We were learning about this, but you know, well-off women in those days would bathe in the cool of the night, right? And they were nude and they were bathing. There was probably attendants with them or whatever else. And you know, that's yeah, what they did. It wasn't normal to bathe alone <laughs> like it is now. It's like they, no. they're out bathing naked and people are around. It was an event, right? Like for us, like we're lying in our own filth and you know, there's nothing really great about that. But this was culturally so different, right? And, and David knew this and he had the highest point of the city on his rooftop there, a temple palace roof. 
he knew exactly what he was doing when he was up there because he could see these women. He knew they were that she had a good chance of seeing them. It was culturally part of their culture, yeah. you know. So let's learn from this, right? He was he was entering into this ritual. He wasn't in the battle. He was alone, maybe feeling something. I don't know. Probably had some lustful thoughts. He was says he was in bed, so he was probably thinking, right? He couldn't sleep. Gets up, goes on the rooftop, and starts looking at naked girls, and and that's that's the ritual that he started to enter into. So we can learn from this, right? Don't we just all want to think, ah, I'm strong enough. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm good enough. I can handle this. We, we want to be able to be that person. Yeah. Man, we, we're so brutal. We can't do anything without God. Like, no, it's true. We can do no good thing without without him. And But with him, we can do anything. And so we need his strength. And and I love what you're saying, Brad, about him. He was supposed to be at war. All his men were at war. Kings were supposed to be at war at that time. And he, mm-hmm. and he wasn't. Because we have rituals that lead us to sin but like you said there's also rituals that are positive and so there was a guy in our in our one-on-one coaching program then and he was i was so proud of him because he was so reflective on like where do i draw strength from when when am i strong and and what he said was he's like when i he's like matt literally when i read the bible i don't struggle and and it's not the case for everybody but there is there is research saying that the more you read the bible the less you watch porn Mm -hmm. for sure uh, and so that is a source of strength. He was saying, when I read the Bible, I don't watch porn that day. When I neglect the Bible, I, I struggle and I watch porn. And so I said, well, what works for you? I've got ideas of what works for people, generally speaking, in terms of reading the Bible, but everybody's different. And so you can even go back to our podcast on how to connect with God, uh, how to how to grow in intimacy with God. Those are great podcasts to to go to to realize what works for you. But what he was saying was that, if I go to bed and I and I or get ready for bed and I brush my teeth before going into my bedroom, I'm I'm probably not going to read the Bible. I'm probably going to just be ready for bed because my ritual is right before I go to sleep I brush my teeth. But then he would go to brush his teeth and think, "Oh, I'll just read the Bible after." But he wouldn't do that. So then he kind of changed it up. He's like, "When I go upstairs to brush my teeth, before I brush my teeth, I'm going to read the Bible." So then he read the Bible. And then after that, then he would brush his teeth, then he'd go to bed because his ritual was that brush your teeth, go to bed. So he knew that that was not necessarily a, a strength where he was going to be able to to stay awake after brushing the teeth because his body and his mind was just shutting down and going to sleep. So he's like, before I do that, I'm going to I'm gonna incorporate into my routine reading the Bible before brushing my teeth. And then he's like, when I do that, it's good. It's no problem. And so what's your ritual to get strength in your life? What's mm-hmm. your ritual to do the thing that you're supposed to do to be at war when you're supposed to be at war like David but also spiritually speaking like to engage in this spiritual war to submit our mind to the spirit what's your ritual around that because it's so important to know how you're going to draw strength from God because without him yeah. um, it's like it's like Gary Pastor Gary said on his podcast without this stuff we're dead in the water trying to fight this stuff and so it's so true, true. so true if, if we're not proactive in life if we're not moving towards something you know what we do we, we tend to drift downward. <laughs> like we don't go good if we're not engaged in something. 
You like that grammar there? You don't go kid. You don't go kid. <laughs> but, I'll blame but, it on you being American. Yeah, yeah that's right. But, so uh, we don't move towards good things if we're not engaged in something. And we don't just stumble upon health. That doesn't work that way. We don't. And so we need to move towards health and be proactive. And that's, I love what you're saying, Matt. We have to engage in good rituals to get out of the bad ones. We can't just have an absence of bad rituals because we're just going to go back to the bad rituals. An absence of something, well, it's still a void, right? We have to fill it with something. Otherwise, we're going to go back to other patterns of behavior. So we have to fill our life instead of just getting rid of something. Get rid of something, then get infant and fill it with something good. So that's what we got to do. Otherwise, we're just still, like you said, dead in the water. Yeah, and so if you're want, if you're needing to avoid certain rituals or certain things, certain places, certain activities, whatever it is that leads you to be tempted, this isn't like what tempts you, what triggers you. It's like what leads to your trigger. What's the situation that leads to you thinking about pornography? If you're in a situation where you have to avoid those things, avoid that for a time. But if you're never engaging in the strength of God and, and realizing how he can redeem that, then you're always going to have to work really hard to avoid those things. But if you're growing in your ritual with the Lord, if you're growing and learning who he is and having his love come into your heart and arming yourself with the attitude of Christ, if you're growing in that, you can always come back to a situation where it's been a, you know, a room where you've struggled in the past or a road that drives by a house where you had an encounter. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can, you can do that and God will redeem that and he'll use it for good. Cause maybe in the future when it's not a situation where you're always falling and stumbling, maybe it's going to be that you drive by that, that place that used to be a struggle for you. And, and now you're like, you're praising God as you drive by. Maybe it's like a story that a testimony that you can tell for other people and you can impact other people that, Hey, like this used to be a struggle. I made this choice to stay away from that for a bit. I grew myself in God. I grew myself emotionally. And now I can go back to that. You share that testimony. You can inspire other people. So he wants to redeem everything. He doesn't want us to just kind of go through life, not thinking and neglecting these things. But what are your rituals that you need to avoid? What are the things that you need to grow in to be able to handle those things? We really want you to take this seriously. No, and there's hope. There's hope for you because you know, I, I I know sometimes you're thinking about this, well, man, my brain's an enemy against me and spiritually I got enemies and I don't even know what's going on in life. I feel like I'm just bushwhacked all the time, you know, like I'm just getting sprung upon by this stuff in life. And you know what though? God will always help us out. And, and that's why understanding rituals, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in this. And the beautiful, hopeful aspect of this is what Matt's talking about is that he can totally, God can totally work in our lives in a way that which was once seen as as a weakness now can become a strength and we're talking about awareness but rituals you can replace the bad with good god wants to do that in your life so that you know when you wake up in the morning instead of thinking oh my goodness i don't want to look at porn now you're thinking i'm going to go read my bible and what amazing time i can spend with god you can reframe your life. You can reframe your thoughts. You can reframe your relationships, everything. You can do that. And it just takes that willingness on our part to acknowledge, you know, hey, I have patterns in my life that I need help with. I can't figure this out on my own. I need help. And that's a start here. If you're listening and you're like, man, I I have rituals in my life I'm not even aware of. It's too overwhelming to think through this. It might seem that way right now if you're doing it on your own, but you're not. God's with you. He's for you. And I, we say invite an accountability partner to help you figure some of this stuff out. Go back to our accountability podcast. Listen to that about what that means. Get someone in your life that can journey with you that sees blind spots maybe that you don't. 
You know, we don't want to live this life alone, right? We can't, you know, beat a porn addiction and have freedom in, if we have no community. We have to have people around us that can help us with this too. So this isn't all for you to figure out on your own, but it does take you to make a choice that you do want to break out of these rituals. You want to get help. You want to learn. You want to become more self-aware with God's help. So there's hope for you. And I know that that might seem like a distant, far off thing, but it's very near to you right now. There's a lot of hope. And a lot of people think, uh, I'm addicted. This is brutal. This is so hard. Often, if you just take a different approach than you've taken, if you try, if you stop trying to fight those intense moments of temptation and you just make decisions to live a little bit differently, don't go into the situations that cause temptation to come strongly. Make decisions to spend 15 minutes a day with God. You make those little decisions. You make decisions to bring things into light. It doesn't have to be a years-long battle to get free from addiction. It doesn't have to be. It can be little slight decisions that align with the Word of God that allow His strength to come to your life, and you can get free. So there's a lot of hope. What's a ritual that you've got to take care of? What's something that leads to temptation in your life that you've got to deal with today? Take that to God if you need to. Have him reveal something to you and come up with a game plan. What's a ritual that you have to engage in to have more strength of God in your life? Do that today. You're going to find a lot of joy in that and a lot of strength. And all of a sudden the fight gets easier because the battle's God's and, and he gets the victory. So hope you're encouraged by that. You have a great week praying about this, thinking about this. And we just encourage you to get out there and talk to people, share this stuff, not to, to grow the podcast at all that wasn't on my heart it, it's we we want people to have purpose in this we want you to join us in this fight uh, in impacting other people and so if this is if that's even something that you're scared to do scared to talk about it maybe it's just like take one step just talk to one person and go and go and impact somebody in this area and you're going to find a lot of joy in doing that too so have a great week and uh, make sure to tune in next week chat then Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.